I'm gonna leave y'all with a piece of advice. Don't try to control your partner or the relationship because if you do, you're gonna end up single. This is Dating and Control, episode 21. Cue the music. Hey, Rebel. Welcome to Untoxify Your Relationship. Here, we will talk about all things healthy and how to get that toxic mess out of you and your partnership. I'm your host, Melissa Webb a practicing licensed mental health therapist with 10 years experience. All right, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey y'all, it's your girl. And like I said, this is episode 21 and we are talking about dating and control. As y'all know, I'm a therapist and I see individuals that help them with their relationship issues. Don't necessarily do a lot of couples work, do a lot of individual work with people. And there's this thing that I've been seeing where people uh, are so fearful when it comes to their relationship that they try to grasp any type of control that they can, whether that's controlling the narrative within a relationship, whether that's um, controlling how their partner operates in the relationship. I've heard so many people say, I don't want him to do this, so I want him to do that. So I'm going to say this to get him to do that. And I'm just like, so you going to manipulate your person? Is that what we're doing now? We're doing manipulation? And they're just like, no, I just want him to do a certain thing. I'm like, yo, you can only control yourself. And lately, I've been seeing a lot of people trying to control the narrative of their partner and their relationship just to get what they want or so that way they can feel comfortable and not have that fear come up, whether it's fear of abandonment, fear that their partner's gonna leave them, fear of something, right? And so people try to take, well, people try to use control in order to feel comfortable in their relationship. But in actuality, Control is an illusion. It's like trying to grab hold of the air. Like, it's just not possible. Like, you know, air is there. You can't grab it, right? And so it's like control is like, oh, I can control this person or I can have this person do this, that, and the third. And you you can't really make someone do something because you're not God. <laughs> you're not God. So why are we trying to make people do what we want want them to do? that's just not cool and um, it's not fair to the other person because they should have their autonomy just like you should have your autonomy so control is an illusion that is if you don't get nothing else out of today control is an illusion and we should not be trying to control our partner or the relationship because it's gonna keep you single gonna keep you single boo so today we are going to talk about control um, one thing I like to talk about a lot in therapy is this concept called the circle of control. And we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to get into boundaries versus control. And then we're going to talk a lot about expectations because I think expectations be getting a lot of people in trouble. And we're going to talk about what that looks like. So let's get into it. So the first concept we're going to talk about is the circle of control. I have talked about this in a couple different episodes, so I'm going to talk about it again until y'all get it into your heads. So the circle of control is two circles. You got a small circle, then you got a bigger circle on the outside of that circle. So it looks like a donut. So the smaller inside circle, that is everything that is in your control. So that is whether you get up and go to go to work, 
go to bed on time. You can control your thoughts. You can control what you say. You can control how you react to people. Like that is you. That's everything that has to deal with you. In the bigger outside circle, it's everything that ain't got nothing to do with you. So that is the weather, traffic, how people treat you, um, what people say to you. Like you can't control none of that. And so that's the bigger circle. The smaller circle, as you know, this is small because there's a small amount that you can control. And that's why that circle is so small. The big circle is just let you know, like it's a lot of things that you just cannot control. And that's okay. That's not for you. That is for Jesus. And let him handle that. Okay. So the small circle is you. The big circle is Jesus. So what does this have to do with control? Because what ends up happening is we go outside the small circle. And then we step inside that big circle. And then we get overwhelmed with everything that is there that we're trying to control. Because it's not for us. That's not our thing. That's not our ministry. Is not to be in that big circle. Our ministry is to be in that small circle and to worry about us. You know, when they say, get you some business and worry about your own business, that's, that's, that's that small circle. So let's not worry about the big circle because that's not our business. The small circle is our business. We're going to talk about boundaries versus control because I think some people think boundaries are controlling and they're not. Boundaries are really for you and they're to protect you. It's setting limits to protect you and to create healthy relationships. And an example of a boundary is no, I will not be participating in this event or no, I won't be participating in this behavior, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas control is using manipulative tactics to make someone do what you want them to do. So an example of this would be, I will love you more if you went to the gym more. So basically you want your, that person to go to the gym more and you're using this manipulation tactic of love um, to make this person go to the gym. Now, as you can see, the control is focused on them. Like you need to go to the gym, whereas the boundary is focused on me or you, whereas I will not be doing this. Remember that when you're, setting boundaries is the focus on them or is the focus on you and that will determine if you are setting a boundary or if you're setting some controlling manipulative tactic now we're going to talk about expectations so expectations are what you want to happen in the future so there's two different expectations so we have realistic or standards versus unrealistic expectations So the realistic expectations is how you want to be treated. So that is, you want to be treated with kindness, love, affection, respect, trust, and you want empathy. So these are the things that you want when it comes to expectations. This goes back to um, our dating episode, the first one, when we created that dating um, vision board. We wrote down what we need. Those are like our expectations. Those are realistic standards or expectations that we expect from a partner. So we expect love, affection, kindness, respect, trust, honesty, empathy, all those things. So now let's talk about the unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations are rigid. They don't leave room for change and they don't allow people to be flexible. Really set people up for failure. So that's why they can be 
unhealthy and potentially dangerous for a relationship. Some examples of unrealistic expectations can be um, if you're thinking like a relationship needs to complete you or there's no arguing in this relationship, like we can't argue. Another expectation is spending all your free time together. Another expectation is if you say that your partner cannot have friends of the same, of the opposite sex. Um, Another one can be like, if you expect your partner to know what you are thinking. A common one is the relationship should be easy. When we have unrealistic expectations, we start to move into that control realm. Remember, we talked about boundaries versus control. So you start to move into that control realm of like using manipulative tactics um, to make someone do what you want them to do. So if you think that marriage should be easy or your relationship or this dating should be easy, then you're going to try to create all the scenarios where everything should be easy. Or if you guys are arguing, you're going to blame your partner for things. And so, and then it starts to become nitpicking and then you start nagging. It it can turn into a lot. That's how it can start turning to control and also start breeding these negative behaviors. So why do we have unrealistic expectations? Well, there's a couple of reasons why. And some of these reasons, you know, go into each other. So one of them is how you view the world. So I I call this things that you are taught and also things that you learn from society. So if you were taught that, um, so let's say, for example, let's say that you were taught that the man of the house take care of the woman because of how your parents operated. Maybe you saw your father take care of your mom and he paid all the bills. Um, He was chivalrous and all the things and all you saw your mom do was basically work if she wanted to and reap the benefits from her husband working and paying all the bills. When you start dating, you may start thinking that the man is supposed to pay for everything. You may have this really high standard of the man needs to pay. And so when you go out on these dates and you're like, nah, I don't pay for nothing. The man needs to pay for everything. That's not going to fly with every man. Now, will some men do this? Absolutely. That is not what I'm saying. Some men will want to pay. And (laughs) you're going to have some men who don't want to do that. And that's okay. So you need to be realistic for the person that you're dating. Expectations so rigid that you're not allowing even for a good partner this may be a good man. He just not going to pay for everything and that, and that can be okay too. So being able to decipher between, do I really need a man to pay for everything? Is that that important versus a man who has everything I want, but he just can't pay for everything. So when it comes to society, like that post that was floating around social media talking about not going to the Cheesecake Factory on a date. And they had like a whole list of places where they didn't want to go on on dates. And I think the only thing left was to take a flight to somewhere. And I'm just like, what man is going to take you on a date? First date to like Miami or something, (laughs) you know? So just that unrealistic expectation of like, I don't want to go no common place for a date. You got to take me somewhere exotic. Like, Who's doing that? It's so rigid that you're going to eliminate every guy or woman that comes 
to you as a potential mate because you have these rigid expectations that really no one's probably going to meet. Another reason for unrealistic expectations is fear. Let's say you have an unrealistic expectation of no arguing. So that can be a fear of abandonment because you might have seen either your parents or couples who argue a lot, they end up breaking up. And so for you, you're like, no, we can't argue because we argue, we're going to end up breaking up. And another one can be spending all your free time together, right? And that could be from insecurities because you might not spend all your free time with the last person you were you were with and they end up cheating. So now you're like, nope, I got to spend my free time with this person all day, every day, just so I can keep tabs on them. So this is how unrealistic expectations start to develop. Another way they develop is low or no standards. So you may have an unrealistic expectation that all the men, and I'm speaking from a woman's standpoint, all the men that come into your life, get what they want, and then they leave. That's an unrealistic expectation. So now you expect that every guy that's going to come to your life just going to get what they want, and then they're going to leave. That can come from trauma. So you might have been abused or in an abusive relationship. And it also can come from low self-esteem. It can come from a lot of different things. It can come from what you've seen on TV, what you've seen your friends, what happens to your friend or a parent or an aunt or somebody. That's how you create these low or no standards. It really comes from low self-esteem or something like that. Now you can see how these unrealistic expectations start to develop but the cool thing is we can always fix this and a way that we can fix unrealistic expectation is by one creating our dating vision board go back to episode i don't know 18 17 one of those <laughs> it's the first see the first episode of the dating series that i did and i talked about creating your dating vision that will help you to come up with realistic expectations that uh, a partner can follow, right? They're not rigid, they're kind of open, and they're not like this rigid, I guess, standard. By creating this dating vision, you have an ideal of what you want your partner to look like, and then you'll be able to work from that dating vision Um, and put your partner against that so that way you know if you align or not. The second thing is to realize that Jesus is the truth. And so you need to examine your unrealistic expectation against the truth, aka Jesus. So I got two examples here. So let's say you have a unrealistic expectation of um, a relationship needs to complete me. First thing I want you to ask yourself is why do I need this? Why do I absolutely need this expectation in my relationship? So that's the first thing. And then I then I want you to go to the Bible because we know that God is the only one that can com- complete and fulfill you. And we got scripture to back this up. So we got Psalms 23 and one, which says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have everything that I need. God is our shepherd and he supplies all our needs and our wants. Another verse we can go to is Colossians 2 and 10. It says, I am complete in him 
who is the head over all rule and authority and every angelic and earthly power. So you are complete in him, Jesus, who is the head of everything. We are made complete in Jesus. If the truth don't back up your unrealistic expectation, then we need to throw it away and actually make a realistic expectation now because now we know that that unrealistic expectation does not add up to the actual truth. Here's the second one. Um, let's say you have a expectation that uh, you expect your partner to know what you are thinking at all times. So that way, so because of this, you don't communicate which what's going on in your head, you and your partner is steady guessing what's going on with you. First thing we need to do is, why do you need this expectation? So I kind of answered this. I said, partner's supposed to know everything about you, right? Because I've heard this before in the therapy room. And the response to that is, God knows everything about you. Your partner ain't supposed to know everything about you. I don't think it's even possible for them to know everything about you. The only person that knows everything about you is God. God is omniscient, which means all knowing. So in Psalms 139, I'm not going to read the whole Psalms. I'm just going to read parts of it. It says, Oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know, when I sit down or stand up, you know, my thoughts, even when I'm far away, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home, you know, everything I do, you know what I am going to say, even before I say it, you go before me and follow me and you place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. So as you see, God knows you. He knows everything about you. He knows when you're about to go do something, when you're not going to do something. He knows your thoughts. He knows everything. And then it goes on to say, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's room. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. God knows you. He's the only one that knows you. He formed you. He made you fearfully and wonderfully made. He knows the number of hair on your head. He knows everything about you. So don't expect your partner to know that. Don't expect it because he they not. <laughs> and for you to expect that, that's just not realistic. So going back to if the truth don't back it up, we going to throw that unrealistic expectation away and come up with a better one. So a better one can be, I expect my partner to know the things that I tell them about me. I expect my partner to remember those days. If you don't remember everything, that's okay. But I expect them at least remember the important things about me. So let's change that to something else. And that is it. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you will be able to change these expectations to realistic ones. Um, again, all episodes drop on Monday. Tell your auntie, uncle, and cousin them about the about the podcast. Thank you to everyone who listens and subscribe and like and repost my posts. I appreciate all of that. And as always, stay classy. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for listening. 
go ahead and share this episode with your family and friends. Don't forget to check out the quiz to figure out what your toxic trait is. The link is in the show notes. Thank you and see you next time.